Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. No, I, I have not been. No, I've had individual senators call and, and give me tips and offered things that are going on in the room, but we've not been a part of that negotiation. And I have been absolutely clear from day one, since literally the next morning after being having the, handed the gavel in late October, what the functional equivalents of H.R. 2, what those are, and why that was necessary to solve the problem. I took 64 House Republicans to the border in January. We heard from the people in charge, the Border Patrol agents, the people there, and they said, these are the things that you must do to stem the flow. And the reason we have the, the biggest in immigration catastrophe, border catastrophe in U.S. history is because President Biden took these actions. I can name them for you specifically but, 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 what Mr. he did. Speaker, you, he you, does have an th- executive authority right now. So that's the Speaker of the House who has stated that this border deal is DOA. But the Senate is moving forward. The truth is, this thing came out yesterday. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. This piece of legislation, these 370 pages came out yesterday. And I'm telling you, every single commentary you saw last night is based on nonsense and pablum and garbage. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Hey, how are you? Nonsense, pablum, and garbage. When Senator Chris Murphy is trying to sell it, Senator Chris Murphy wrote this. That's reason enough not to trust it. The Democrat from Connecticut cannot be trusted. No Democrats from Connecticut can be trusted. Your senators are Chris Murphy and Richard Blumenthal, who lied about his Vietnam service. Good Lord, Connecticut. Try again. This legislation was written by Kristen Cinema, The Independent, out of Arizona, and by Senator Lankford. James Lankford, Republican of Oklahoma. 370 pages. Funding for Ukraine. Funding for Israel. Why is there Israel funding in this? You want to offer up Israel funding, engage separate legislation. Ukraine funding, same way. Now you'll note that I question where the funding comes from. I question why there's funding in this legislation. That's a lot different than uh, the socialists throughout Indianapolis who want to chant, not another dime for Israel's war crimes. There's a difference between questioning why things are put together and the Jew haters. But we'll get to that because Indianapolis is certainly proud of their Jew haters and the Democratic Party, these are your people, Come get your people. I'll get to that in a bit. We're going to go through this legislation. We're going to engage the sources that actually know what they're talking about. And maybe by this time tomorrow, we can start having a conversation about what's actually in the legislation and see whether or not it's valuable. 
Meanwhile, the United States has engaged in a hit on Iran. And when I say a hit, um, I just thought slap would not sound good on radio. A slap? A... I, I don't even know what you would call it. But man, it didn't get much play. You don't hear anybody. More people are going to talk about the Grammys. Maybe because Tracy Chapman was quite excellent. Maybe because it's Joni Mitchell. Maybe because even though, man, the political sloganeering, Annie Lennox, we need to have a talk. Dear God, that woman still has the greatest voice. Oh, maybe it's because rapper Mike got arrested. I don't know. More people are going to talk about the Grammys. Then we are going to talk about this. This, I don't even know what you would call it. Was this a retaliation? Was this the resolve that the White House promised us? I will get into that story coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. troops that's what he's going to continue to do going forward you said it's just the beginning and i just want to clarify that means that there will be more strikes coming in the next few days what it means is that we will take further action i'm not going to obviously describe the character of that action because i don't want to telegraph our punches uh, but there will be further action inside iran would you rule that out at this point Look, sitting on a, a national TV program, I'm not going to rule in and rule out uh, any activity anywhere. Uh, what I am going to say is that the president will do what he thinks needs to be done and, again, reinforce the point that he's going to uh, defend our forces and also that he is not looking to get into a war. Well, yeah, but the war's looking for you. So what's the argument, Jake Sullivan? You sit there with that very, very dopey look on your face. Like, somehow, this is all boring. Dana Bash is asking an acceptable question, and so that should be appreciated, on CNN. Are Is this going to be ended? Or was this just about a little bit of tit for tat and nothing else? There is no actual desire to degrade, to stop, to put an end. And if there's no desire to put an end to Iran killing American soldiers... Sorry about that, guys. If there's no end for that, may I ask, why would anybody think there's an end for funding for Hamas? There's no end. That's what's getting said here, or at least that's the the, the imaging they're putting out. That's certainly not something you want to see. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. These hits on Iran. They weren't much. It didn't look like much. CNN will tell you how they conducted major airstrikes on 85 targets, seven locations in Iraq and Syria. And it's going to be the start of a series of larger scales U.S. strikes on Iranian-backed militias. Are you sure? 
I don't believe that to be true. The White House says the strikes were successful. Can I ask what they view as success? How do they determine such a thing? The U.S. response will, quote, continue at times and place of our choosing. The United States, according to President Biden, does not seek conflict in the Middle East or anywhere else in the world. But let all those who might seek to do us harm know this. If you harm an American, we will respond. Well, what's the what's the response? You hit 85 targets. You use long range bombers. You used more than 125 precision munitions. You hit command and control operations, centers, intelligence uh, uh, centers, rockets and missiles, unmanned aerial vehicle storages, logistics and munitions supply chain facilities, uh, militia groups, and their IRGC sponsors, that would be the Guard Corps uh, sponsors, who facilitated attacks against U.S. and coalition forces. And that this is the start of our response. You didn't kill 3,000 soldiers? Why not? It's interesting to hear people say of me that I'm some kind of warmonger. I didn't start the fight, but I do believe in ending it. I believe in ending it with such ferocity that they don't think about doing it again for another 100 years. I'm interested in the long game. This... As described, which is nothing more than quotes out of U.S. Central Command and the White House, is not a response. This is everything you do when you don't actually want to respond. This is nonsense. The Syrian military saying that the strikes killed civilians and soldiers. I'm not listening to the Syrian military like, I'm not listening to the numbers uh, in, in Gaza from the Gazan Health Ministry. It's Hamas. All the numbers are a lie. And they don't include the amount of people killed by Hamas. So the next time someone on the Indianapolis City County Council or anybody else wants to quote these numbers, remember that their number is a fraud. There are people dead. And there are, one can argue, innocent people dead. The Gaza Health Ministry? It's all propaganda and nonsense. And anybody who utilizes those numbers is somebody who cannot be trusted. And they're proud of it, by the way. Iraq saying the U.S. strikes killed at least 16 people, including civilians, and injured 25 others. Well, of course they're going to say this. I can't tell you that any of these numbers are legitimate at all. What I can tell you is this is not a show of force. And it needs to be remembered. It needs to be remembered that it took days to come up with this response, and this response is nothing. Meanwhile, Iran now with the warnings, because what do you expect? The strikes are a strategic mistake, according to uh, Iran's foreign minister. It will have no other result than intensifying tensions and instability in the region. Things would be more stable if the Ayatollah was gone. Things would be more stable if Hamas was gone. Oh my gosh, the stability. It would be so, I I, I don't even know the joke I would use. 
It would be, how stable would it be? It would be so stable that um, that everything would be fine and we could focus on other things. See, see, that joke doesn't work, but it's, it's true. It, it's re- That's the problem. It would just be, it would just be boring and easy. Gosh, that would be nice. That would be a dream. That Iran could put forward any statement other than please stop is proof we didn't do it right. It's just proof we didn't do it right. And this is the way it's going to be. We're going to play make-believe. We're going to play pretend. Meanwhile, the White House discussing their, how they're going to take more action. Um, I don't, don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. No, they don't have to tell me the whens and the wheres. But when I see what they do, I can clearly state that there's not a seriousness here. There is no seriousness. Iran will be able to attack with impunity. That's something for the rest of the world to notice. It's something for us to remember come election time. Matt Bear. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This group of governors, 13 of them, with Governor Greg Abbott, taking a look at the situation, I believe, at Eagle Pass, where you saw a mass influx of people trying to get into the country. This is all backdrop for this legislation put forward by the Senate. The Senate's already saying we're going to vote on this by the end of the week. Nobody's read it. It's 370 pages. And just like nobody's read it who's favoring it, Nobody's read it who's opposed to it. They just started yesterday. No, they did not get through 370 pages in the matter of an hour. That that may be the thing they, they want to tell you. But, um, you know, outside of IndyCar, uh, uh, guys who like to promote how fast they are. What? That was the whole joke, people. That was less is more. Less is more. The governor at the border saying on X, quote, Washington must act now. No more rhetoric. We need results. Every day that goes by under the status quo costs every state lives and livelihoods. Secure the border first so we can get to work on a safe, sustainable immigration policy that's helped build our nation. Uh, we invite the governor to uh, 
Tell us his thoughts on the border uh, right here on the show. We'll try again. We will try again. Uh, the governor also saying, and I'm quoting, citizens of every state deserve a secure southern border. We've worked too hard in Indiana attacking the drug epidemic for more Hoosier lives to be put at risk by a constant supply of killer drugs spilled over an open border. Okay. I'm glad he went. I'm glad he went. I, I'll be curious to know, while, while the statement certainly can be seen as acceptable or valuable or strong, I'd like to see if this brings him to uh, any level of changes here in Indiana. We need to do this. We're going to send uh, our guard troops down there to be of service. Uh, if he hasn't already, um, does it change policy, procedures, thoughts in the state of Indiana regarding the border? How we do think. I'm only curious to find out if it does. And the Grammy Awards last night. I, I will. I will get into that because... It, it, this is one of those rare moments where you say to yourself, uh, the Grammys, nobody was watching the Grammys, except there are a lot of people talking about the Grammys because some things took place. Some of it, of course, political nonsense, sloganeering, some of it a reminder that we used to be into music in the country. We used to think that music was pretty dang important. What we're looking at now is not what we had then. And yes, what we had then is, wait for it, better. Just, just is, people. We're not debating. Just, just a fact. So, I'll have that story Coming up, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, Monday, so good to me. Monday morning, it was all I hoped it would be. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. My question is, why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh, my God, it's her, the woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. For the 100th time, that is not Nancy Pelosi. That was Saturday Night Live, and that was indeed Nikki Haley showing up in the cold open. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Um, it, it, it's good for Nikki Haley. It's good for a general election uh, to be likable. I don't know if it's playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall, 
But it wasn't a dumb thing to do. The question before us is, and for those people saying, oh, it's ridiculous, no one cares about Saturday Night Live, uh, Giuliani did Saturday Night Live multiple times just discussing what is. It's not going to make up for the fact that Nikki Haley in South Carolina is down by 26. That's the Washington Post mammoth poll. The last poll, Washington Post mammoth poll, Trump 58, Haley 32. If she overperforms by 10, she's down by 16. What are we discussing here? So, of course, you go on. Of course, you do the thing. And then uh, uh, she poked fun at herself for the uh, what was the cause of the Civil War and you know, she she didn't say slavery, and and uh, the question was asked, can, can you tell me what the cause of the Civil War was, and does it start with an S and end in slavery? That was the the, the the question posed. And she actually said, I should have said that the first time. Self-deprecating everything that the American voter loves and adores. Move the needle on a primary? No, no, no. Doesn't move the needle on a primary. I mean, that's just reality. The Grammys were last night. And uh, who won and who lost is not the thing you're, you're, you may be concerned with. All I know is rapper Mike uh, won, uh, I think, three Grammys and then got arrested for starting a fight in, in the audience. He started a fight with somebody. Police were called. He wins, goes off stage. They handcuff him and they take him away. That happened. That's how you get people to watch the Grammys, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you get it done. And then Miley Cyrus is performing, and she's like, uh, why, why, aren't, why aren't you more into this? Why are you acting like you don't know this song? That's, that's fantastic. That is akin to Jeb Bush saying, please clap. That's, that is just nutty. But I think one of the, two of the things, no, three of the things that happened at the Grammys last night is that you were reminded that there used to be a time of real music. Now, this is not old man, get off my lawn stuff. I can accept the fact that times change. Certainly can. I am saying that just on the objectivity, the talent used to be better. What we accepted as talent had a much higher standard, and those standards have been lessened. Now, that Annie Lennox ended her tribute with a call for a ceasefire, I would have words with Annie Lennox. You should be calling for a ceasefire from Hamas. Stop supporting terrorism. But in the case of Annie Lennox, of the Eurythmics, she just feels like there should be an end of war. Well, that's fine. You can have that feeling. It's just a question of how. And it won't happen with ceasefire. The only thing that happens if Israel stops is that Israel will eventually be destroyed. And that shouldn't be your want. That's the want of, you know, members of the city, county council in Indianapolis. That shouldn't be your want. 
But she, uh, Annie Lennox, was doing the In Memoriam. She was singing Nothing Compares to You, which you know from Sinead O'Connor, who passed away. But of course, the song was written by Prince. And Annie Lennox reminds you that what you hear today, there are some good voices, but dear goodness, she is something. I go out every night and I sleep all day. has always been good but it was excellent and then you had Joni Mitchell she's 80 she's 80 and I got to admit the, the, the performance itself and how they put it together not bad at all but the story well the story of the Grammys was Tracy Chapman as far as I'm concerned and that I'll get to in a little bit whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This weirdo debate about canned cocktails. It's a serious subject. In the General Assembly, Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Good to be with you. This is about who gets to distribute a canned mixed drink. Should the beer wholesalers be able to get in on this? 
should only be with the wine and spirits people? Why can't I just sell it? I mean, if we're going to get into a conversation about who has the ability or the, the, yeah, the ability, the possibility of selling these products, why can't I sell it? Why can't I just start a company and be able to distribute uh, canned cocktails? I mean, if we're going to go down the road, let's go down the road. You've got, uh, this is from the IBJ, the chief operating officer of the Indianapolis-based National Wine and Spirits. For the good of our marketplace, we should just leave this alone. The state of Indiana has more urgent matters to address than carving out another piece of business and awarding it to protected wholesalers. Well, I think that's that's very kind of you uh, to say, John Baker, who is the chief operating officer, but... Is, the, is it the suggestion that we shouldn't talk at any times about maybe expanding business opportunities because now's not the time? There is never a good time. There is no good time. But maybe we should ask ourselves the bigger question. Why do we have these distributors to begin with? Why can't somebody just be in the business of selling these goods and products? They're legal. They're legal products. Why why do we have the strangleholds? Some people don't want to bring it up because they want to protect their fiefdom. I'm saying it's totally fine to bring it up. We should just ask ourselves what it means overall. This takes us to the strangest. The strangest. Where Joe Hogsett, the mayor of Indianapolis went to Castleton to support the workers over at REI, the recreation people, right? $900 for a tent people. Hey, God bless. You can sell them. You can sell them. Proud to stand with employees at REI Castleton as they unionize for better working conditions. By advocating for better wages and security, you are advocating not only for yourselves, but for employees throughout Indy. First, wait till REI goes out and only sells things online. That that will come. Secondly, this is where the mayor of Indianapolis puts his time. He puts his time into supporting the unionization of a business and council. All the problems. And this is where he focuses himself. I, uh, he has decided to let his leftist freak flag for, uh, fly. Okay. I think we need to use this to our advantage because if, if this is the case, if this is the mayor he's going to be, remember you voted for it in Indianapolis, you had a chance, you chose not to do it. Uh, if this is the kind of mayor he's going to be, it is my suggestion that we work immediately to unionize the potholes and maybe then Joe Hoxett will pay attention to them. If we can get that going, that would be great. Potholes today, potholes tomorrow. I don't know. Whatever that union slogan is. Unionize the potholes. Finally. Finally, the mayor of Indianapolis will pay attention. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Would the Indiana Museum like to respond? 
Indiana Museum being the Indiana State Museum and historic sites on uh, X at Indiana Museum. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com, the podcast at WIBC.com. You should subscribe uh, if you have not already. Libs of TikTok put out a story. The Indiana Museum, it reads, which is funded by the state of Indiana, has a program for kids to, quote, decorate protest signs, unquote, for BLM and anti-Israel protests. One sign contains uh, the genocidal slogan, from the river to the sea. Your tax dollars hard at work turning kids into activists. And there, there's a... There's a photo, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It says, design protest signs. And it says Black Lives Matter, and there's paper, and there's markers. And then um, the signs behind it, in, in, in freedom we unite. And then there's another sign that reads, birds aren't real. I'm just saying, I don't know what that refers to. But this is, these are photos. Um, and then there is... One sign that reads Free Palestine. Then there's another sign that reads From the River to the Sea. Some weird decoration, but neither here nor there. The question before us is, is the Indiana Museum, which is the Indiana State Museum, are they proactively trying to get kids to support Hamas, to support BLM, to support, well, anything really. Why are they, why are they having a, are they having this, this area where you can make protest signs? And what if you're protesting, what if I make a sign that says taxation is theft? Does that go up or is that not an acceptable protest sign? Are we doing this? I'm, I'm asking for a response from the Indiana Museum, we will reach out, just like you know, we told you we would reach out to Governor Holcomb's office. He goes to visit the border. Producer Carl reached out. You know what Producer Carl was told? Governor's unavailable. This is all Governor Holcomb's office does. They don't talk about anything. They don't share anything. They don't care to to respond to anything. Unavailable. We didn't even offer up a time. I mean, that's happened before. We don't even offer up a time. We're like, hey, we'd like to talk about this. He's unavailable. Governor Holcomb hasn't figured out that he has a comms team worse than Joe Hogsett's. Joe Hogsett's team is just a bunch of radicalized children. I have no idea what Governor Holcomb's excuse is. Won't answer a question. Will not respond. Will not sit down. This is... So even when there's something that that we see is valuable, like this trip to the border, nope. He won't talk about things we agree with. We won't talk about the things we disagree with. He won't talk. It's 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 really ugly, and uh, I only hope that the next governor uh, is somebody who will actually uh, discuss things with the people, and not hide. Over there on Meridian. I just do my thing and I don't need to talk to you people. I won re-election. We're fine. We're done.
That's not leadership. Not answering, not sharing, not engaging. Not leadership. It's some ivory tower nonsense. But it's not leadership. The popcorn moment. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. This starts with a story from 50 Cent. He's discussing how New York is now going to launch a program that will provide prepaid credit cards to migrant families, those who are in the country illegally. They can use it at bodegas and grocery stores, supermarkets, convenience stores. They have to sign an affidavit swearing they'll only spend the funds on food and baby supplies or they'll be kicked out of the program. And then, of course, they'll just attack a cop and everything will be fine. By the way, the guys who attacked the cop, they assaulted a store owner uh, hours before. That's the reporting. Remember, they attacked the cop and nothing happened to them? And now that maybe they took a bus to California, nobody knows where they are. Great system we have. And I don't know if this new border legislation makes it better or not. I know Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut's in favor of it. And that gives me pause because that guy is not bright. $53 million program to provide uh, asylum seekers arriving at the Roosevelt Hotel with cash from the city to buy food. 50 Cent is looking at this and saying, um, I uh, don't understand how this works. Maybe Trump is the answer. <gasps> what? Oh, that's brutal. Maybe Trump is the answer. You're spending money on people who are here illegally, people who have no interest in following the law. They won't follow the law. And it's gotten so nuts that people are saying, huh, maybe, maybe Trump's the right guy. This brings us to a piece on MSNBC. This is one of their their reporters in a barber shop talking to uh, some some people. The reporter is black. The people in the barber shop are black. I say that for an important reason because a lot of people focus on race. And this was about black male voters in South Carolina discussing the presidential race. Oh, they're discussing it all right. I'm trying to grow my business um, as far as Biden. I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth so my kids can see and have something to, 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 to take upon with. I'm not here. You're hearing that, too, that there are some people in your orbit who are either voting for Donald Trump or considering it? For sure. A lot of my friends are obviously my age, so we're a little younger. We've only voted once you know, for actually for a president and Trump is kind of all we know. And they're kind of Trump and Biden. They're like, well, we were broke with Biden. We weren't with Trump. And that's kind of the only thing that I'm hearing over and over again, over and over again, is that with Trump, we had money. With Trump, we had money is an unbelievably strong statement. But 
but uh, allow me to go back to the beginning and this shop owner. I'm trying to grow my business um, as far as Biden. I haven't seen Biden really care about business like that. And my concern is having my business so that I can build generational wealth. The only person you have ever heard discussing black America and generational wealth is me. I have discussed this from a tax perspective for years. This is the first generation of black Americans that will have wealth to leave to their children. Why aren't Republicans focused on taxes and other things that will allow them to keep their dollars as opposed to Democrats who just want to take their money? This is an opportunity on an opportunity because the facts are the facts. We've only been doing this now. I think it's two years we've been having this conversation. How much more proof do you need if the Republican Party wasn't made up of such schmucks? Incapable fools, not able to have a conversation for fear of being called a racist. They'd be working legislation that would help all Americans, including this black shop owner, and everybody would be better off. But no, no, they'll, they'll, they'll swing and a miss. Stop with the idolatry and start fixing people's lives and you will win elections because people want what they want, which is what's best for them. Idol worship is meaningless crap. Can't believe I still have to explain this to people. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So there will be a delay in the trial against President Trump regarding January 6th. Jack Smith, special counsel, can't be happy. How dare that Supreme Court actually take up some case from Donald Trump? Who does this guy think he is? A defendant with rights? That's nutty. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. This was Jack Smith and the White House wanting a trial for President Trump to begin the day before Super Tuesday? You know, election interference. And now that trial has been delayed. Not just delayed, delayed indefinitely, meaning they have nothing on the schedule for when this will return. It will return, don't get me wrong. This is federal judge Tanya Chutkin making that statement on Friday, vacating the March 4th trial date. So the desire to try and interfere with the presidential election, yeah, yeah, the progressive's not getting their way on that. Now, I should note that there is another way to look at this, which is um, regarding the, the Trump supporter. Election interference would have been a very nice thing to blame if the election doesn't go your way. But if there's no election interference, you're going to have to find something else to blame if it doesn't go your way. That said, this is election interference. That was the plan. That was the desire. That was the goal. From the very, very beginning, that was the goal. 
as un-American as the day is long. These progressives do not care about decency, nor do they care about the rule of law. That much is obvious. Cooking a steak, wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate, cooking a steak. For goodness sake, will you please be my mate and come and cook a steak? Steak. Ah, Meatless Monday. As you know, the Indianapolis City County Council, they passed a resolution quite a few years ago saying you shouldn't have meat on a Monday, the environment or your health or whatever nonsense uh, it is, meatless Monday. Let's get everybody eating bugs. That's, that's these people. That's these progressives. Meanwhile, the mayor of Indianapolis doesn't worry about murders in, in the city, doesn't worry about potholes, but he heads on over to REI there in Castleton because there the workers want to unionize and he's all down with that. This guy's priorities are very much out of whack. When they unionize, it'll be like California, which now has a $20 an hour minimum wage, and all of a sudden you're going to see fast food. They're going to raise all the prices. Best of luck getting a burrito at Chipotle. You're going to need a second job. So eventually, the people who work there won't have jobs. This is what happens when you don't understand how economics works. But you got the mayor of Indianapolis going to REI saying, uh, you guys should unionize. The focus is just nowhere. Our focus is on supporting local restaurants, local businesses that sell themselves a steak, maybe a burger, something with meat. And Matt Bear, we also are going to the Castleton area. We're going to Ale Emporium. Oh, that's a good one. Ale Emporium is where you go in Indianapolis, which is a 21 and over spot. Can I get a little something? We don't need those kids. Those kids and their their loud noises and their, I don't know, kid stuff. They've got the wings over there at El Emporium. It's right there in Allisonville. Have have you seen it? Have you seen seen where it is there on Allisonville? Uh, It's uh, 8617 Allisonville Road. In Indianapolis, they're also in Fishers over there. Geist, they're also in in Greenwood is, is where they are. They got the wings. They got the, the have you seen the, the Hermanaki wings? They got the Herman style wings. It's a secret blend of peppers and spices mixed with the ale's secret sauce. Who doesn't want this? Everybody wants this. The buffalo chicken dip. Also available, you can get the white stromboli, which is the smoked chicken, the classic white sauce, pepperoni, onions, bacon, mild banana pepper, smoked Gouda cheese, uh, baked on a French baguette. That is available to you. You can also get the tenderloin. And then, of course, the ale and hearty burger, the blackjack burger. You've got uh, the, uh, the the bacon wrap filet. It is all there. Are they open for ale lunch? Emporium. What's that? Are they open for lunch? Uh, it's a great question. Are they open for lunch? Let's find out right now, because Matt Bear is uh, a little hungry, yeah. mm-hmm. and he would like to know if they're open for. I don't. I don't. I just doesn't say. Okay. The details. Well, I'm yeah. viewing the details. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, they are open at 11 a.m. Yeah, take the fam. Right. The oh, fam. take the. Well, you can't take the family. You can take the work fam. You can take the work family. Yeah. Just can't take the kids. No. Because uh, they're uh, in, on Allisonville, yeah. 21 and over. Yeah. So, yeah, the kids can stay in the car. Yeah, don't be a rule breaker. Don't you know? Just, uh, I don't know, give them, give them a lollipop and be like, hey, we're not worried about your health. Here's your chicken we're gonna sandwich. Eat good. <laughs> right. 
That is Ale Emporium, people. You can uh, find them online. Check them out in their uh, locations. 8617 Allisonville Road. That's where you go for Meatless Monday. That's how it's done. Just that easy. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Immediately after I became speaker, we sent the necessary resources there. We passed our bill on border security nine months ago. It's been sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk collecting dust ever since. The H.R. 2, which is our, our signature bill right out of the beginning, right out of the blocks, for the House Republican Conference and our Republican majority, would have solved this problem. We would resolve the asylum, the broken asylum system and the broken parole system. We would uh, reinstitute Remain in Mexico, which would stem the flow by probably 70 percent. We would end the the catch and release, the the release, the mass releases of illegals into our country that's happened. This border is out of control. All these problems have mounted, and the Senate has been dithering ever since. We- that's Speaker Johnson. And yes, Republicans did put forward legislation. And no, the Senate did not move on it. The White House did not move on it. All of a sudden, everybody has to move on this bipartisan piece of legislation. The problem is it just got released last night. It's 370 pages. No one's read it all. So all the posturing going on on social media and every other place is nonsense. But the posturing in both directions is nonsense. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. If you would, I'd greatly appreciate it. Chat room is also open. If you tell me that this bill is great because it's bipartisan, I'll tell you that one of the people who put this bill together is Senator Chris Murphy, Democratic Connecticut, and Chris Murphy is a fool. So I'm going to be very wary of the legislation. If you tell me that the legislation puts caps on the amount of people coming across the border, it could effectively shut the border down the second it was signed into law, but that the president has the authority to remove that part of the legislation, to decide that there is an emergency and therefore allow unfettered access into the country. Why would I trust Joe Biden in this regard? A a, a provision like that is simply stating, pay no attention to everything else that is within the bill itself. These are some of the things that are starting to come out. But it's 370 pages and no one has read it all. And for the sake of clarity, why does this legislation have any funding for Ukraine or Israel? You want to do funding for Israel? Stand alone. Go ahead. 
Funding for Ukraine, standalone. Funding for the border, standalone. That's how it should be done. Why are you putting billions in there that has nothing to do with border security? Now, if you say to me, well, dealing with these places actually helps secure a border, do we have more people coming across uh, the southern border to do America harm from Ukraine or from Hamas? Let's talk about where the money has to go then. Because the answer is not Ukraine, obviously. So a lot of people are going to be posturing about what this legislation says. They haven't read it. They've been doing it already. They never read it. We'll dig in. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get into it on Tony Katz today at noon. But we're going to dig in tomorrow. What does it actually say? A chance to have read some of it, review some of it, talk to people who do this part of it for a living, and what is it that it's saying to them? Then we can start making more informed decisions as opposed to radical emotional uh, statements that mean nothing. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The United States responds... With strikes against Iranian targets in Syria. But it was not a strong response. It was not a response of power. It was a response of what some fool not understanding will call proportionality. You murdered, killed three American soldiers. Proportionality is 3,000 Iranian soldiers. What can I say on I'm old school. Oh, no, no. No, sorry. Old school is the wrong terminology. I'm right. That's it. I'm right. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Of course, you have the border legislation. That is out. But no one has read it yet. It has been out for less than 24 hours. People screaming about it, yelling about it. This was put together by Republican James Langford, Democrat Chris Murphy, Independent Kirsten Cinema. First, she's not an independent. Uh, she's absolutely to the left. That sometimes she does something you like doesn't change where her, her, her politics are. That's number one. Number two, uh, the legislation needs to be gone through. Uh, with with a a tremendous amount of focus because things that look palatable sometimes need a serious look underneath. And then number three, trusting Chris Murphy is a dangerous, dangerous proposition. I don't trust Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, at all. But until you read the legislation, you're not going to have anything within this that provides you value. Has to get read first. We're going to do that, and then we will go over it. That's number one. 
Number two, there's been this story out about a high school. And this is, uh, speaking of, I think this is Connecticut. Where they decided that in the boys' bathroom, they would uh, put in a tampon dispenser. And then, of course, it got destroyed. And people were like, how is this possible? I think uh, the better question is, why? Why are you putting a tampon dispenser in a boys' room? I think that's a sure sign that you should fire the principal and you should get rid of uh, your school board. Immediately, if not sooner. Back uh, to the border real quick because Governor Eric Holcomb was there. Governor Eric Holcomb went to the border. Putting out statements on uh, X, on Twitter, about uh, supporting uh, uh, Governor Abbott and being supportive of a strong border. We invited Governor Holcomb to be on the show and, of course, turned us down. Don't ask me. Why it is that this governor refuses to talk. Why it is that he refuses to have conversations. I mean, we are, it, 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 it is clearly embarrassing. Maybe not as embarrassing as it was for these CNN hosts who hearing about all of the assaults in in New York learn from an analyst, John Miller, chief law enforcement intelligence uh, analyst for CNN, why it is these crimes happen in New York and they don't happen in Florida. There is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday, mm-hmm. multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Uh, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. and. I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Wow. Great reporting. Keep us posted on this. Is- that was remarkable silence from these two CNN anchors turns out that legislation actually having laws against the these attacks actually prosecuting is a deterrent turns out it's an actual deterrent somebody let ryan mears know that please that'd be that'd be great he's the he's the prosecutor in the in in marion county uh it's not going to do anything, but let him know anyway. I don't know. Maybe you'll get him on a good day. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Maybe if Gen X had social media, they would have been like this. But they didn't have social media. They had the key to the house and they were told to make dinner for themselves. 
be home when the when the sun went down and uh don't be stupid that's that's what the whole generation was told and uh for the most part compared to the boomers compared to millennials compared to gen z totally normal people oh not all of them there's some nuttiness but in the main normal tony katz 93 wibc good morning Great to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. If you would, uh, you could be a supporter over there. I'd appreciate it. There's this never-ending stream of of things happening in social media, TikTok and other places, where millennials, and specifically Gen Z, come to you like they just discovered something for the very first time. No one else discovered it, and they immediately have to tell you about it. It was like the whole... um, A lot of reporting about quiet quitting. Quiet quitting was the idea that you went to work and only did the minimum. People have been doing that for years. There's nothing new there. There's nothing new about this concept, but of course they had to name it. And then uh, they came up with out, was it out loud budgeting? Where somebody says, hey, you want to go to a bar? You want to go do this? No, I can't. I don't have the money for that. So you have to say it out loud so you can stick to your budget. First of all, why do you have to say it out loud? Secondly, you think you're the first person to say, I can't afford it? Do you really think you're the first person to say such a thing? They are convinced they're the first people to ever come up with these philosophies and these ideas. And I assume this is what happens when you have no connection to history. When you've never read a book, when nobody is sharing anything with you, I assume these are the things that happen. When you're so self-absorbed, you believe because you say it, it must be true. I engage in commentary day in and day out. You have to decide whether or not you agree or, or you disagree. I'm only a guy giving, giving a theory. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, Tony, that's all they're doing. They're doing their own talk radio show. Is that what they're doing? I don't, I don't know if that's what they're doing. Here's the latest one. This was a story over at Fox News. It's life-changing. That's, the, that's the, the headline. It's people on TikTok telling you why you should do trips, like, like vacations, solo. You should go solo. You shouldn't go with other people. I did not know that this was something that needed to be shared. And by the way, There are many times where I agree with this wholeheartedly. You should go experience things. You should go see things. You should go. You don't worry about whether somebody else is going to do it or interested in doing it. You want to go see a place? Go see it. Why? I I didn't realize that this is something we had to tell people to do. This is something your parents should be doing. Go see the world. Get nutty. Be safe, but go see it. I don't know, there was something about the story that made me just say this is, we've, there, there's a tremendous amount of sharing that goes on. Which is weird because I'm not opposed to the idea of sharing, yet somehow when it happens on social, it just seems, it seems awfully gratuitous. Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe I'm in the same exact business that they are and people see talk radio as gratuitous. Maybe. I think one is uh, information and entertainment. Another is, I don't know what this is. People don't know that they should just go and experience the world and experience what they want to do, regardless of whether somebody else likes the idea. 
Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe that's a wonderful message because it actually is. Speaking of wonderful messages, the Grammys. The Grammys last night. Now, in any other situation, I wouldn't be paying attention to the Grammys whatsoever. It'd be woke. It'd be ridiculous. It'd be silly. All of those things. Because all these award ceremonies are. Oh, and there are plenty of people there. They want peace in the Middle East. If you don't say we want Hamas to stop, you don't want peace. You want Jews destroyed, which is a weird thing to want. Stop being such a bigot. You want terrorism stopped. I'm down with that. Someone actually said to me on social media, who started the terrorist, Tony? You think Israel's existence, that's what started the hatred of Jews? Well, explain the Holocaust then, which was before Israel's existence. Oh, you have no explanation. Good. I can dismiss you. Thank goodness. But good things happened at the Grammys. Some very good singing took place. Certainly the Joni Mitchell piece was, I mean, she's 80, but it was, it was, it was good. As a moment, it was good. But Tracy Chapman showed up on the stage to sing Fast Car with Luke Combs. And as I often state, the world is crazy, but we don't have to be. We usually do it on Thursdays, but today I bring it to you. The Monday TK Music Moment. Because it was really well done. And Tracy Chapman, who has not performed live in I think in like two decades... She can still do the thing. And the song is excellent, and the talent is remarkable. So roll down your windows, turn up your speakers, take a moment, we don't have to be crazy, and take it in from the Grammys. The song was released in 1988, by the way. Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, Fast Car, hit it.
Lifting up so we can fly away We gotta make a decision Leave tonight, I'll even die this way WIBC.com. It was good. Now, do I think Tracy Chapman's going to get this big revival? She's going to start doing shows again, put out music? I I don't know. But uh, but the opportunity is there. That much is true. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, the Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show. Sundays, 9 a.m., WIBC, WIBC.com. Dow futures down 106. NASDAQ futures down 18. And the rumor mill has been going on a bit of overtime. And the rumor mill has been discussing whether or not Congresswoman Victoria Sparts is going to run for re-election. After saying she was not going to run, you've seen people get into the race in the 5th District of Indiana. Now, the question is, has she decided to actually run for re-election. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts joins me right now. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Congresswoman, are you running for re-election? Thank you, Tony. Good morning. I think we decided to make the statement this morning. And, uh, you know, as I said, you know, deciding where you utilize is very difficult. But I truly believe and meeting with a lot of people on the ground is a challenging times. And, um, I need uh, people of the 5th District decide and God decide because I need to deliver for them. And unfortunately, what's happening in D.C. right now, I'm not sure if it's going to happen this Congress. I work very hard. We're still moving some issues, but I haven't seen my Republicans be able to hold the ground. We probably need to have new people in Washington, D.C., especially a new president. So you're not happy with what you're seeing, which is not an, a, a thing that is odd to hear from a member of, of Congress. And your response now is, I need to run again to help fix it? 
Well, I've been working very hard to fix it. I worked last Congress. We had to take speaker down. We put a new speaker who actually wants to do things. The other one didn't want to do anything. This one wants to do things but doesn't know how and really inherited a lot of problems. So I think, you know, there are very significant issues this country is facing. And I need, I'm not sure if my Republicans will be able to do it this Congress because, you know, Senate, unfortunately, is very corrupt. You know, president is very corrupt and he doesn't want to govern. So I cannot abandon some of these issues, we, you know, and I don't see them be able to be resolved. And, you know, I want you know, I talk to a lot of people and I think a lot of Americans are frustrated. So I want them to make the choice and ultimately competition is good. They might have, have some other choices, but I can tell you, I will not let them down and I'll work hard, but I need to deliver. We have serious national security issues and crisis is happening right now. So you are back in this race. Tony Katz uh, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the 5th District, who is made the decision to run for re-election. It was a very public declaration that you weren't uh, going uh, to run. Does this come on the heels of this border legislation coming out of the Senate, this so-called bipartisan deal with Senator Langford, Republican from Oklahoma, Senator Murphy from Connecticut, Democrat, and Senator Sinema, so-called independent from Arizona? Was was that the the decider, or was there something else going on? There are two big issues, border security and national debt. And unfortunately, this is an issue that's destructive for our country. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to hold the ground as we should the Republicans. Unfortunately, we don't have too many allies in the Senate and uh, the House hasn't been as strong, but we have to get stronger and I need to help to get my colleagues stronger and actually deliver. And because this is not just really something that, you know, just, happen overnight. This is not just something, you know, that is a small issue. This is a material issue being neglected by our institutions. We tried to reform it. We did. We did a lot of reforms. You know, we tried to create policies, task forces. I work extremely hard on a lot of these issues. And I think the speaker still wanted to do it, but I haven't seen him be able to accomplish these things. I haven't been able. And there are different, it's a combination of things. He inherited some problems. But he's also a good human being, but I'm not sure if he's as strong as a fire. So let's let's first talk about the the, the Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Mike Johnson. Let, let's talk about how uh, you, Kevin McCarthy was removed. You voted in a couple different ways on that, sometimes not voting, and then uh, voting for him when he was Speaker of the House. Then he was um, the, the, the vote to vacate, and he was removed. The three weeks it took to get a new Speaker, Speaker Mike Johnson, put in, who seemingly is not objectionable to anybody in the ways, I guess, Congressman Jim Jordan or Congressman Steve Scalise, uh, were objectionable to some members of the Republican Party. Is Mike Johnson the leader that the Republicans need to solve, as you call it, the big issues? Well, I think, you know, we can't just put on Len Mike. He inherited a lot of problems, and I think he has the good ideas and good views on things. But unfortunately, we need to get stronger as Republicans, and the whole party need to rethink how we're going to deliver for the people, because we underestimate the other side. They are very agile. They're very corrupt. They're accumulating a lot of money, and they have a strategy 
to destroy. And it's a very, very effective. I mean, I'll have to tell you, they're brilliant in what they do. You need to recognize your position. So our party needs to get our act together. And it will not be just Speaker Johnson. But we ultimately need to rethink at the party because I'm not sure if this year in Congress now is going to be as effective as it should have. But, uh, you know, I have to give, you know, I am disappointed with many decisions that Mike recently did, our speaker. I understand that he was put in a tough situation and he's really not used to fight with the Senate. And Chuck Schumer, he has a lot of money and a lot and a lot of Republicans in the Senate the same way. So it's not just Democrats. It's you know, we push on them a little bit, and you know, not a little lot, to hold the ground on the border. And they just cut in deals instead of bringing good legislation. And unfortunately, they're not willing to hold the ground with us. So we'll have to figure out how to do. And we probably need to have much fresher leaders in Washington, D.C. But also, I hope we will have presidents, you know, who is willing to fight for the people. Do you have somebody in mind that you'd like to see run for speaker? Well, listen, it's going to be a big discussion, you know. I think we have some good people over there that, you know, don't want to take this position. And sometimes you probably want to have people that do not want positions to be in positions, not like their ambition all their life to be a speaker and making deals and four-corner deals. I don't understand how that works. Where the Speaker of the House, you know, that's how they make deals. Four of them meet. And they decided, you know, now Chuck Schumer and Jeffers vote and Mitch McConnell is pretty much a Democrat now. And they overrule the speaker. And I say, how could that be if you are the third most powerful person in the country and your vote matters as much as Jeffers? So why are you the speaker then? I think we, that is the culture of Washington, D.C., a mentality that needs to get out of the head but of the, a lot of people. But unfortunately, muscle memory is very strong. We changed a lot of rules. I thought enormously to change the rules. That's why we were able to push Speaker McCarthy to do something. Well, now, you know, Speaker Johnson, he suspends the rules. You know, when you suspend the rules, you know, it takes two thirds. So he's cutting deal with Democrats. That is not acceptable. We cannot govern that way. Talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District, who has made the decision that she will run again for re-election. This, you have had people jump into this race. You've had Chuck Goodrich, a a business owner in in the area who can self-fund. You had Max Engling get into this race. You did member services with uh, Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy, young man with a a lot of talent. you had a chance to keep everybody out. Now you've got people in. You've got competition. How do you now sell this to the people of the 5th District, full disclosure, my district, uh, that uh, this decision um, should not be met with uh, derision, but rather with uh, joy? Well, listen, competition is always good, and competition is always makes a strong and choice, you know, and people will have an ability to decide, you know, where, you know, and that, that's, you know, like a lot of people are afraid. Actually, it's a good to debate, to deliberate, and people will decide who will represent them better, and they have a track record. I have a track record. I can tell you one thing that, you know, I, it's a great honor, huge responsibility. If I have the honor to represent people again, I'm going to fight very hard and I'm going to win for them. But ultimately, that's not up to me. I always say the people and God decides and I will follow that decisions, you know. But I had a lot of town halls and had a lot of people upset, you know, that this is a very challenging time for our republic and I cannot abandon them. And I understand that my duty to the republic at this time probably more important. And if people are willing, 
you know, for me to fight for them, you know, they will have me there. If not, they will have someone else. That's what elections are. And that's why elections should be. We should have more competitions, not like we have now kings, like they have a King Biden now that they've already half a dad and they still want to have him who is not even able to think and govern the country. We should not have that. We need to have fresh people, fresh ideas. So I'm not afraid that it's good to have choice. So I think it's good and people will have to decide. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts running for re-election in the 5th District of Indiana. I appreciate uh, you saying it here. I know you'll be following this week. We will keep up with you and the conversations. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, uh, thank you. I apologize. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. For- So that's that. Sparks is running for re-election. So now, see, so uh, I assume that I'm going to hear a statement from uh, Chuck Goodrich in the Fifth District, from Max Engling. Um, uh, reach out; I'll, I'll get I'll get you guys on tomorrow with reaction. Because Victoria Sparks said she wasn't running. I didn't even get to ask her about that because the conversation was uh, their kids, there's a family. And now she's like, the country's in too bad a shape. These Republicans aren't serious. I gotta, I have to stay. Ho, ho, ho. I'm sorry. Indiana politics this year, it, it, this is excellent. You've got a race in, in, in the sixth for Greg Pence's spot. You have a race in the eighth for Larry Bouchon's spot. You have a race in the third for Jim Banks' spot. Jim Banks running for Senate. You might have a race there, depending on what the Democrats do. You've got the all the Republicans running for uh, the governor's race. And then you've got that general election. Oh, there's a lot. There is a lot. That is happening. Victoria Sparks running for re-election. I, I honestly don't know how the fifth is going to see it. I, I don't know whether they're going to be like, good. Like, I've gotten text messages that are like, this is excellent. And other messages that I'm not voting for. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. This could get fascinating. And remember, Goodrich, Goodrich has the money to make this competitive. Max Engling, Max Engling is a young, young dude and, and can make, a, 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 make his own play. And you've got other people who are in this race who have filed. I don't know if people are going to now leave. We will see.